Welcome to our Clothed with the Sun daily podcast, our reading and meditation on the gospel of the day. This is Charles Kalazi. Today is Tuesday, February the 20th, 2024. It is the Tuesday of the first week of Lent, and I have a little bit of a cold. Forgive me for my voice being a little raspy here. And our reading is from the gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, In praying, do not babble like the pagans, who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This is how you are to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. If you forgive men their transgressions, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive men, neither will your Father forgive your transgressions. Okay, so the end of that reading, I think, is a little bit horrifying. Because it's hard for us to forgive. All of us, myself included, it's hard. But let's address the beginning first. Do not babble like the pagans. I will often say when teaching prayer, especially with young people, there's different types of babbling. We have to read the scripture as a united whole and not just isolate certain passages. So when Jesus says do not babble, he doesn't mean uh, do not use long prayers. He gives us a prayer. It's not really short. It's not really long. And he doesn't mean don't talk to God from your heart and say lots and lots of things that you're feeling in your heart and in your mind. Because remember, St. Paul says, pray always. So how do we pray always without babbling like the pagans or like the Pharisees? Well, I would say, just in my own series of definitions here, there's adult babbling and there's child babbling. Adult babbling is kind of like that other parable that Jesus tells of the uh, the tax collector and the Pharisee going to pray. The tax collector simply says, be merciful on me, O Lord, I am a sinner. Whereas the Pharisee or publican, however you want to say it, says, Lord, I'm so glad I'm not like these other people. I'm so good. I do all these things. Aren't I great? Lord, you should reward me for how great I am. All right, that's one example of babbling like the pagans do. Another example would just be lots and lots of pious platitudes just thrown out there. That's something when I was in school and maybe a birthday would come or Christmas and we might give each other a card. Some of these cards were just ridiculous with the babbling, with the uh, the pious platitudes Instead of just saying, hey, buddy, happy birthday. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you want to wish people well and you want to use words that are affirming and good. But I think sometimes we get caught up in ourselves and we get caught up in uh, this idea of look at how holy I am and look at what I have to say because of, you know, my holiness or my intelligence. So it does have to do with our what's on the inside, our intentions, but also our disposition. Am I trying to be prideful? Am I trying to be better than everyone else? And that's why I pray the way I pray. 
Am I trying to make a show? Am I trying to impress people? I often think, and and I'm not making a judgment here with what I'm about to say. It's just something that I think about. When working in schools, sometimes a principal, a pastor, a president, I don't know, a different person might get up to lead a prayer. And I've, I've seen this in a lot of different schools, done in a lot of different ways. Sometimes there is, and maybe it's even the valedictorian, sometimes there's a long prayer that's pre-prepared that just covers everything with lots of big words in it. And it's like, well, on the one hand, you know, it... The dignity of the prayer, kind of like in the prayers of the mass, you know, they're they're meant to try to show God reverence and maybe meet the dignity of the occasion, like it's a graduation or something like that. But sometimes I feel like the person's just showing off. And I think to myself, whenever I'm asked to do a prayer in a public setting, do I want to write out something with lots of big words that's impressive or do I just want to cover the bases of, and, and this is something I learned in school, you know, when you're called to do a public prayer, you thank the Lord for the things of the past. Maybe you compliment the Lord on how awesome he is. Sometimes maybe we even ask forgiveness, although it's not always the appropriate thing to do in every occasion. If I'm asked to say a prayer at a birthday party, I'm not going to say, Lord, forgive so-and-so for his sins. <laughs> but... um. You know, there's different elements. We acknowledge the good things God has done in the past. Lord, you were able to do this in the Old Testament, and now we call upon that power once again. Please bless this situation. So then we ask for things. It's not good to lecture the Lord, and that's what the publican is doing in that story. Lord, I'm like this, and I'm like that, and you should really reward me because I'm so great. Sometimes people do that in their prayers, in like a public prayer setting. Lord... We know that blah, 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 blah. Well, the Lord already knows all that stuff. You can make maybe make a mention of, all right, drawing on the power of this thing from the past, we're now going to ask you, Lord, to give us these graces in the present. But what I would say is good babbling is, and I think this is what St. Paul refers to, and I think this is one of the points of this story here today in the gospel, babble like a child. Sometimes when I pray, and I'm not saying I'm the model of all prayer, I'm just saying, you know, there's good things and bad things that we all do. One good thing that I think I do sometimes is, and I do this a lot, I just talk the Lord's ear off because he's my God and he loves me and I have so much to talk to him about. Lord, this happened today and that happened today. And I, I imagine like when you're with a little kid and sometimes kids just need to talk and sometimes it's not even making any sense. They're talking about their toys. They're talking about their video games. They're talking about, oh, I saw this today and I experienced that. And if a kid feels comfortable enough to just tell you stuff, that's great. That means you're earning their trust and it's good for them to talk and get their thoughts and feelings out. And maybe, well, it's always good for us to listen, but maybe we have something to say, maybe a little instructional thing. And that's how it is with the Lord and us. He wants us to babble in terms of we trust him and we love him and we just go to him and tell him everything. And this is where St. Paul says, pray always, tell the Lord what's going on and thank him for the good, ask him for his help with the bad. Sometimes the bad is so upsetting, we need to complain. If we're angry, sometimes even angry at God, he can handle your anger. I heard somebody say that recently. I forget who it was. God can handle your anger. So let him have it. If, If that's what you need to do as a child trusting in his or her father. And This, our father, this prayer that Jesus gives us is the prayer of a child. 
which each one of us is meant to be like. It's the prayer that says, Father, you're the creator of heaven and earth. You're the maker of all things. You do everything good. And therefore, I mean, just think about it. First of all, we're acknowledging you're in heaven. You have a great kingdom that needs to come. We ask that kingdom to come. We ask your name to be blessed. And that's why we entrust ourselves to you because you're amazing and we are your creatures. We need you and your divine will and your kingdom. Let that come to earth. Let that be in my life. Let that be all around me. So there's the, a very general petition of just, Lord, how great you are and how amazing and how loving. We just want that in our world. We want that all around us. Then we get more specific. Well, Lord, these are the things I need. Lord, our daily bread, which means lots of things. It means the Eucharist. It also means the food that we eat. It means all the things that we need. A child goes lovingly to ask his father, his or her father, this is what I need. I can't do it without you. Help me. And the father loves it when we pray like that. So as a little kid, we pour out our needs. But a huge thing that we need is to be forgiven and to be delivered from evil. And then there is that reminder, well, okay, I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to deliver you, but you need to give others grace and mercy. You need to forgive others. You need to be kind and patient with others. And so being part of the God family, the, the whole purpose of this is to be drawn into the inner relations of the Trinity, to be drawn up into God's love. Well, yeah, then we have to be like him. But yes, I highly promote babbling like a child to the father. I don't mean nonsensical stuff, but you know, sometimes I've just had such a long day. I'm being serious now. Sometimes I'm just so tired that even just to talk goofy before the Lord is fine because I need to talk to him. And you know what he does? Even in my goofiness, I'm tired, I'm dopey, whatever. He orders my thoughts, or maybe he tells me, go get rest and we'll talk tomorrow. Maybe I fall asleep in his presence and, you know, St. Therese talked about that. What parent doesn't love to see their child sleeping in their arms? And so it's not the worst thing in the world if we fall asleep in the arms of our Lord. So we need divine providence. We need God's love and his forgiveness. We need all that he wants to give us. And the greatest providence really is forgiveness because then that leads us to heaven. And how do we forgive ourselves? It's all wrapped up in everything we've talked about so far. Going before the Lord and saying, Lord, man, I hate that person. That person hurt me. I'm upset. I'm sad. I'm hurting. I'm angry. But Lord, you're God and I'm not. So I place it in your hands. Lord, I need your help with this. This is how to forgive. They say if we make the right choices, eventually our feelings will follow. Very often we can't forgive because we're not strong enough to forgive. And it's our pride that holds us back. Says, yeah, I'm strong enough, but I choose to hold it back because I'm better than you and I'm going to stick it to you. And really, does that hurt the other person? No. The expression goes, it's like drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. That lack of forgiveness only hurts us. So like a child, we go to the Lord. If we're not able to just let it go and forgive and be at peace then we put that in the Lord's hands. Lord, I'm angry. Help me to forgive. Lord, I'm hurting. I don't want to be hurt again. Lord, help me to forgive. I put it in your hands. Lord, I forgive that person, but I am afraid of getting hurt again. Lord, help me protect me in that situation. Once again, 
placing ourselves in the arms of our Lord and in the arms of our Blessed Mother and just completely entrusting ourselves to them in every possible way, our Lord Jesus is asking us to be like children, trusting in divine providence and just having the humility to say, Lord, I need you for everything. I'm not going to stand up in front of people and pretend like I'm some holy roller to throw out a lot of big words. But, and I'm not going to do that to God either. Like, how many times have we prayed and we've just thrown a lot of big words at God? I wonder if he laughs when we do that. Rather, with a humble heart, Lord, I need you. These are my needs today. Lord, help me. Lord, I love you. Lord, take my life. Take everything, all that I have and all that I love. It's all yours. And there's no better place for all those things to be. Have a great day. God bless you. Mm-hmm.